Hello, Grace family. As always, it's good to be together in this way. And it's actually hard to believe that this will be our last video that we're making like this. It's actually been 64 weeks that we've been making these videos. And so it feels monumental to now be making a shift. But starting next week, our church community is going to be moving into the sanctuary. And at that time, we'll be providing a live stream for those of you who still need to follow us online. That said, we're going to be taking some time to reflect and remember today. So let's just open with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you now and we thank you so much for all that you have done in these last 64 weeks. When we imagine all that has happened in our world and all the changes that have occurred and all the hardships, we just come to you grateful for the grace and mercy that you have shown us, that you have proven to be a God who is good and trustworthy and faithful, even when we lack faith. Father, we pray now that you would help us to be people who remember, who are continually reminding ourselves of your goodness. Lord, we thank you that we can rely on you when so much around us in this world is shaking and not reliable. God, we ask that you be very present in our thoughts and conversations now, and we invite you to just come. We pray this in your name. Amen. Fall apart. You're the one. 
Today, we'll be taking some time to reflect and remember, so I'll be reading some excerpts from Joshua 3 and 4. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out and went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. When the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all of Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests stood, and to carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the twelve men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. This is the word of the Lord. Well, good morning, everyone. Well, as Christina mentioned, this is the last Sunday that we will be meeting out on our patio for our in-person services, as we will be moving permanently inside next Sunday, the 13th. And for us, and maybe for many of you, this transition back into our building feels important, a transition that feels like a symbolic demarcation and movement, not just into a space where we were used to meeting each week, but far more importantly, a transition into a new season in the life of our church. Notable transitions can provide a wonderful opportunity to reflect on what's been, to share with one another stories of God's faithfulness through all we've been through, acknowledging His goodness, His faithfulness, and His provision, awake to all the ways we've seen His hand on our lives. It can also be a time to say to God, I want more of you, Lord. We want more of you. Using this time to express to him our desire for a deeper walk with him, a more surrendered posture, a growing confidence and trust in him. Christina read for us an important moment in the nation of Israel, a moment to pause, to remember, to take stock and to acknowledge God and all that he had done for them, commemorating it as they were about to enter into a new life and season in the land God had promised. This idea of remembering is a central concept in the Bible. All over, Scripture is calling us to remember God's works, remembering all the ways God's faithfulness blessed their lives, rescuing them, providing for them, and sustaining them. Psalm 105.5 says, Remember the wondrous works of the Lord, His miracles and the judgments He uttered. And in Psalm 77.11, it says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. And I think we're asked to remember so much because we're so quick to forget 
We can so easily suffer from what we might call spiritual amnesia. But when we remember well, we are blessed. And two ways of blessing come to mind to me. First, remembering makes us more grateful people. When we reflect on our experience of God's provision, his blessing, the ways he has rescued us, healed us, refined us, we become grateful. We see God at work, and it reminds us he is real, and it strengthens our faith. The other side of the coin is what happens when we forget those things. When we forget, we can fall prey to anxiety, fear, and panic. Why? Because we lose sight of God. We forget he is our refuge and strength in times of trouble. We don't cast our cares on him, but instead we we try to take matters into our own hands. And even justify it by somehow thinking our worrying is somehow being responsible. So all this to say, remembering is extremely important. And today, we want to remember together. For Israel, in the story in Joshua, God had had them take physical stones from the riverbed and place them together as a monument to his faithfulness to them. And they recounted all the ways God had came through for them, the miracles, the provision, all of it. And as for us, we are, you might say, crossing over into what we hope will be new territory, a territory of faithfulness as Christ followers, a fresh commitment to one another, especially as so many of us have been pulled apart by the isolation, distancing, and divisiveness in our culture. God has so much for us, and we want to experience all of what he has for us. But before we charge ahead, we want to stop and pause to remember for ourselves all the ways God has been faithful. So we have a few questions that we hope will serve as prompts to get you thinking. And wherever you may be watching this and whomever you are watching it with, we encourage you to hit the pause button when the questions come on the screen, and then just share with one another your answers to some of these questions. Take as much time as you need, and when you're done, Hit the play button again and come back for our closing song. Our prayer is that this time will be a rich blessing to you.
Take and see, seal it for thy course of
Well, let me end our time with this incredibly hopeful benediction, one of my favorites from Ephesians 3. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.